Welcome back to the Point Guard Cast with your host Sean and Corey. I'm Corey. I'm Sean. What's up? How you been doing, man? I missed this. I'm a, right. Me too. It's been a long time. It's been like, what, two months? Yeah. But we got an explanation for that, though. We we had three episodes recorded, right? We've had playoff prediction episode for the NBA. We've had a uh, first half season prediction for the WNBA. And then we had a finals prediction episode. But all three of those episodes ended up having audio issues and we couldn't release them. So three episodes that we were supposed to have dropped, we couldn't drop them because of audio issues, which was very annoying. Um, But it's okay. Got the audio issues fixed now. Should be good to go. And um, it's time to recap this this playoffs that just happened. It was an interesting one, wasn't it? It was very interesting. Um, First and foremost, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. Um. They had a phenomenal playoff run. Yeah. From start to finish. From the first round to the finals, it was phenomenal. It was a Especially couple Especially that man Giannis. Yeah. It was a couple of times where you could could have thought that they were going to lose on their way out. I mean, be on their way out of the playoffs. Like, against Brooklyn, they went down pretty – they went down in the beginning. Against right. Atlanta, they lost game one, right? They lost game one against Atlanta. They lost the first two games against Phoenix. The only reason, the only, the only um, series they handled was the revenge series against the Miami. True, but see, like you said, you said revenge. That's that's what they were out to get, bro. The motivation. It was clear. Yeah. It was clear as they they had they were on a mission to take out the Heat as soon as possible, for sure. They were they weren't gonna give the Heat any chance at all. I mean, I don't really blame yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, Miami wasn't sneaking up on nobody this year. The Bucks oh, no, no, were no. prepared for them. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but I'm glad you also brought up about the Bucks going down 0-2 to the Suns. Um, because once that happened, it seemed like everybody in the world was losing their minds and saying, everybody, it's either going to be a sweep or Suns in six. Everybody right. except for me because I never thought that – other than when he when Giannis got hurt and left the game and we thought that he looked like he wasn't coming back when I found out that's that was a, that was before the series right was that against Brooklyn right. that was against Brooklyn no 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 it was it was against the Hawks it was against the Hawks you're right yeah, um, it was against the Hawks it's weird to think that that was the second round against Brooklyn and the Hawks was the conference finals right but, but we'll yeah, get into was, the Hawks later <laughs> but yeah that was against the Hawks when they um when he hurt himself and it looked like he was done for the season like pretty much every other star in the league. Um other than when I found when I saw him play against Phoenix and I saw that he looked like he was close to one hundred percent, I never thought that Milwaukee was losing the series. Strictly mm. because strictly because they were healthy. They were a healthy team. And uh Phoenix hasn't seen really a healthy team all playoffs. So maybe okay, thinking like so I was thinking, like, maybe Milwaukee, since they're healthy, well, as healthy as they can be with a hobble. Well, not really hobble, because obviously he wasn't hobble. With Giannis what, in the status that he was in, or the status we thought he was going to be in, we thought that maybe Phoenix <clears throat> was going to be, um, you know, limited. True. Um, it's crazy coming into this series that how 
it's not really crazy, but the Suns were definitely heavy favorites coming into this series, right? Vegas showed that the majority oh, of people yeah, yeah, on the yeah. internet said that the Vegas odds showed that. But then, I mean, to be honest, the majority of the media people and then the majority of people, I would say, online felt the same way. But um, do you think that was because Gian- they thought Giannis wasn't going to play or you just thought with or without Giannis, they thought that the Hawks, I mean, not the Hawks, but uh, the, the Suns were going to win? I think it's a little yeah. bit of both. I think Giannis being, you know, questionable for game one after a knee hyperextension and then the Suns really looking like the hottest team in the playoffs up into the finals which to be especially, honest is true especially at home yeah you're right right um I mean and they took down the defending champs most of the time when the team takes down the defending champs and makes it to the finals uh betters are confident in a team like that so they took down they beat the Lakers in six of course and it seemed like they pretty much just dog walked the west now, was the West fully healthy when they played them? No. But, I mean, they still made it through. They still took care of business. Yeah. Um, made it to the final. So, I just think that the way that they played, especially at home, yeah, I don't the defending champs, Giannis being hurt, I just think all of that accumulated to people feeling as though the Suns should be the favorites. Yeah, I don't want to make it when I say they, they, weren't playing anybody, they weren't playing anybody healthy. I don't want to make it sound like that's – you play – who's in front of you they had no they didn't have anything to do with that you play who's in front of you and they took care of their business right right um but it's just it's just it really blows my mind I'll never forget how everybody was really losing it after the Suns went up 2-0 now I can understand why I can understand why because game one Giannis definitely looked hobbled right he looked hobbled it seemed like uh, Drew Holiday wasn't going to play that well. Um, it just seemed like the Suns were playing the way they've been playing the entirety of the playoffs. But, but game watched, two, go ahead, go ahead. We've watched enough basketball to know that you can't base a whole playoff series off of one game, especially game one. Right. Look at look at LeBron James. He he uses game one to fill out game every single year. Almost, it seems like. True. And like like the Lakers last year, they lost every game one until the Western Conference Finals. They lost game one against Portland. They lost mm-hmm. game one against Houston. And they, you know, took care of their business in the rest of those games. Right. You can't really base what you see in game one off how a series is going to go. Especially if the team's at home. Like Phoenix was at home. Phoenix wasn't really losing at home. They were they went up 2-0 at home and went Milwaukee was going back to the crib. You think Milwaukee was worried about being down 2-0 going back home to Milwaukee? I don't think so. And no. obviously they were obviously they weren't because they won the next four games. And that game right. five winning that game five and Phoenix was huge as well. It is true. Um I will say this is what made me say now I'll be honest, coming into the series, I, I said because I thought Giannis was hurt bad and because they were talking about so much doubt for him coming into this series, I said that if Giannis is not healthy and can't play, the Suns are winning six. I said if Giannis is okay and he can, his health can get better as the series progresses, I said Bucks and seven. So after game one, 
seeing Giannis a little hobbled, I was like, oh man, like this might be a rough series because Giannis is, is hurt. But then game two happened. And I know that the Suns won game two. But Giannis dropping 42 in that game two when Middleton only had 11 mm-hmm. showed me that Phoenix might be in trouble. Yeah. Because I was like, hold on. Giannis doesn't look that hurt anymore. Like, he looks like his knee is a lot better. He looks like his knee is a lot better. Like, that and then Middleton. I was like, okay, Middleton may have struggled that game, but he's not going to do that anymore at all. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I was like, Drew Holiday was okay in that game. But his defense was not as good as it had been the rest of the playoffs. And I was like, those two things are going to change. Drew Holiday is going to pick it up on D, and then Middleton is going to do what he does on the offensive end. And then Giannis just dropped 42 on y'all, and he's not 100% healthy. That's a problem. There was two turning points in this series to me. The, the, okay, first, turn, the first turning point was obviously the series, you know, officially starting, as they say when the Bucks won on the road in game five. The second one right. was when Devin Booker had two 40-point games in a row and they lost both of those games. Because, like, what else did the Suns do at that point? If, Devin, if, your, best, if your best score has two big monster games like that and you lose both times, right. that's, not a good, that's not a good sign. Right, and that was games uh, four and five, I do believe. Yeah, he had yeah. 42 in game four, and he had 40 in game five. Yeah. um, That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I agree with that. But to me, the dagger was game five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the first turn point, that turnover, that turnover that he had, that Booker had at the end, the way Drew Holiday went and just snatched that ball and then threw Giannis a lob and Chris Paul tried to push him. But he still dunked it anyway, and it was an one. I was like, yeah. "Oh man, that's one of those gut wrenching uh, plays." Like that definitely ended it to me for for the Suns. I didn't think they would recover mentally from that. And then Game Six, Giannis dropping fifty and looking like Steph Curry from the free throw line oh definitely God. just ended it. Um, that was one of I, the greatest closeout performances I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, for sure. That uh, that it was. First of all, this whole series. First of all, this whole playoff run to me for Giannis is legendary. But for yeah. him to have a knee hyperextension like he had, for it to look as ugly as it did, for him to think that he's gonna be out for a year, but still come back and play in this series and look like himself, that's different, bro. And the key is he wasn't. He didn't come back and play like. He was scared, like he was going to hurt himself again. He came back and he gave 100% like Giannis, like you would expect Giannis to do. Right. Like, it's so crazy. Like, that that closeout game was amazing. It's definitely a legendary game. I know some people are trying to say that it should be overrated. I don't know how you could think that. I mean, just, I get a lot of people saying it's legendary and a lot of people trying to say, well, that's recency bias. And it's like, I mean, that doesn't negate the fact that it's a legendary. I didn't say it was a top three game ever. Yeah. But it's one of those games, though. Like it's one of those games where we'll look back on it 10, 20 years from now, and we'll say, "Wow, like that's how you close a team out." Yeah, because if they give Phoenix any sort of life in that game six, the Bucks might lose game seven. Oh yeah, the Bucks would have lost game seven. Like I feel if like, they, I feel like, go ahead. I feel like if Phoenix would have won game six, I feel like Phoenix would have went home 
and won Game Seven. Oh yeah, for Chris sure. Paul, Chris Paul would have made sure that that team won Game Seven. I feel like. Right, I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Um, I think one of the things that hurt the Suns, I would say, in this series is every round before this one, especially in that first round when they played the Lakers, their role players went off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cameron Payne was Steph Curry against the Lakers. Like, everybody having to worry about Cameron Payne coming into the game. <laughs> really changed the way teams had to play defense on them. That man went from Russell Westbrook's dance partner to a shout out to him too because he don't get enough credit for the player he's become. That's true. It was good to see him step up his game like that at least in the first couple of rounds. Right. Right, right. Um, So between that, having their role players step up the way they did and then their role players playing defense the way they played it and literally every round except the finals helped them to get to this point. But then when they got to the finals and those role players kind of took a, a step backwards, it hurt them a lot. And you could, you could see that. It got to the point where it was really like, we're really only having to play tough defense on Book and CP3. It seemed like every other round that Phoenix was in, you had to guard CP3, you had to guard Booker, you had to guard Mikael Bridges. You had to guard Payne. You had to guard Aiton. Like, it seemed like you had to be on your P's and Q's on everybody. But it seemed like in this finals, you really only had to worry about Booker and CP3. And I feel like that is what ultimately hurt them down the stretch and why they lost the games three through six. Um, but uh, I also got to just give Milwaukee credit for not folding once they went down 0-2. Cuz going yeah. down 0-2 to a that team like Phoenix, they could have folded. Yeah, absolutely. they could have Giannis Giannis just come again coming off a knee hyperextension which there's not many players who can hurt their knee that way and then recover and play the way he played in this series. Right. Like there's really not. So having him hobbled them going down 0-2, everybody telling them that it's over. They could have had it in their minds that it was over also and could have got swept and went home. But they mm-hmm. didn't. They rallied together, especially after Giannis had that monster game in game two. And they came out game three swinging and they never looked back. And I thought that was huge. Like to me, that spoke to the leadership of Giannis and then the culture of that Bucks team. Right. And, yeah, um, but like I it's, said, it's, it's different. Is but it's a good different. Like now, I got confidence in them going into next year. It don't matter who ends up on what team; they're gonna be a team that'll never go away in the series. Yeah, you're right. We also thought the same thing about um, Miami too, though. I'm not saying that this is the same situation. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's the same situation, but next year Brooklyn could come absolutely 100% healthy. And I'm not going to say they're going to sweep them, but they're going to be looking for some revenge, though. So, like, next year it's going to be interesting. That is true. Yeah. That is very true. Um. So, do Where, you think... Go ahead. 
where did, where do you put after this performance after the championship? Giannis has a championship, a Finals MVP, a uh, two defensive players of the year, and two MVPs. two MVPs. Where do you rank him all time? You think would you say he's a top twenty five, top thirty player in the league history? What what um, do you put on? Him? Listen, if you put Giannis as a top 25 player, I would say you're absolutely correct. I'm going to be honest with you. His resume, honestly, is better than some players people try to put in the top 10, top 15. I'm not going to lie. We're not going to say any names, though. But I'm just going to be honest with you. He, Yeah, his resume is nice. You said something right there. His resume, his accolades are nice. So with that being said, Mm -hmm. um... That that I was thinking, like Milwaukee has like a pretty good history in the league. In the league, mm-hmm. like you, when you think of the top teams in the league, you don't always think the Milwaukee Bucks. But if you think about it, they have like three of the top twenty-five. You put Giannis in that top twenty-five range. They have three of the top twenty-five players in, in league history, and Giannis, Oscar Robertson, and Kareem. Two championships now. Every every franchise doesn't have a championship. Every franchise really don't have multiple championships. They just had that. Mo- they had just added their second championship. That is so, they had, so they had three top twenty-five players, two championships. Where would you rank Milwaukee as a team in league history? Because you get to the Lakers, the Celtics, the Warriors, the Bulls, the Heat, teams like that. How many more teams do you get to before you say Milwaukee? Like, would you put the Knicks over Milwaukee all the time? Um, because a lot, I think a lot of people would say yes. I mean, is it's hard to put them over a legendary team like the Knicks just because of the, the history of the Knicks is there too. Like, what makes the Knicks legendary the, though? New York is that what makes the Knicks? It's the, the city. Legendary? It's the fans. It's the players they've had come through there. Like it's a you, few things. You, it's you, every like every every player in the league loves and respects Madison Square Square Garden. Like even if they don't okay, play I'll for the Knicks, you, they want to go there. I'll give you the like bottom, they love playing like, there. But do you think the Knicks have more top twenty five players in league history than the Milwaukee Bucks? Mm. Is Carmelo yeah. Anthony a top twenty five player in league history? Probably. Is Patrick Ewing a top 25 player in league history? Mm, it's a toss-up. I was about to I say John Starks, Nick. <laughs> like, that's a, who else? Like, who else? Who else okay, I mean, you got a point. But I I still think people are going to give the edge to the Knicks for now. I think that a player like Giannis, though, can change that. He can change that tune for sure. He can change that tune for sure, but I do, I will admit, I do think that for now, people are still going to give it to the Knicks, but that could change. I mean, they both got two NBA championships right now, each franchise. Whoever gets that third one, which is looking like it'll be the Bucks sooner than it'll be the Knicks, will probably change that tune a little bit. But it's yeah. New York City. More people would rather go to New York City than they, than they would Milwaukee, so. Yeah. No, no, so man, it's hard. It's 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 really it's hard to say, but I will say this though: with Milwaukee winning the championship this year, mm-hmm. that should give them a lot of confidence in their future. Like, let's say for some reason 
one of the co-stars isn't happy let's say Drew Holiday or Middleton isn't happy and they want more money and they're threatening to go somewhere else uh-huh. if you were to lose a player like Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday with Milwaukee showing that they have championship DNA they should be confident in another star wanting to come and play with Giannis oh yeah 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 especially yeah. now that he's won this championship and he's shown his leadership in his playoff run they should be very confident in more players wanting to actually come there in the future. Yeah, and that leadership starts with things like um, signing a five-year extension after what happened last season, after right. you signed a guy like Drew Holiday. That's where the leadership and the loyalty comes in. Somebody looking at that like, I can go play with Giannis for three years. Like, let's just, just say, for instance, one of those guys you're talking about leaving, leaves next year, Chris Middleton, Thinks that because Chris Middleton had a hell of a series, he could he um he had a if it wasn't for Giannis, he would have had a case for Finals MVP. So right. maybe he thinks maybe he thinks next year or whatever or whenever that he can get more money somewhere else and be a number one option on a team. I don't know if he can do it's, it or not. We'll maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. But if that right. were to happen, stars can look at Milwaukee now and be like. This team's going to have a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's 26 years old, for three more years at least. Right. And I can go, I can go, like Drew Holiday, I can go over there and I can win a champ. I could possibly win a championship or help them win a championship. That's attractive to me. Of course. The, the big market thing is kind of overrated now. With teams like Milwaukee winning it, it yeah. does change that perspective a little bit. Yes, I agree and with I, that. And I will also say that it was cool to see a team win a championship with their fans in attendance and the, the atmosphere and all that kind of made me jealous that we didn't get that last year. But, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. <laughs> they had a parade, which was cool to see. Like, it's cool. Hopefully, we don't have to lock down again because there was a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there, man, and this and this thing is, you know, again, we're not going to talk about that, but hopefully we can continue on the trajectory that we're going in, in terms of, you know, people being able to come out. Yeah, come out and support and watch the teams, yeah, of course. Um, it's just, I just, I literally would never forget this series, though, like, I really won't oh, yeah. ever forget oh. this playoff run by the Bucks and by Giannis. Like it just oh, yeah. everybody that's going into this postseason. Now I will I gotta admit, injuries definitely played a part in this postseason for sure. Yeah, that's why I wasn't a big fan of the postseason as some people were, but Right. Like we got a we got a champion out of it, which was which you can't take no matter what happened during the season, injuries right. or whatever, you can never take that championship away from the Milwaukee Bucks. I hate it when people try to do it to the Lakers last year because of the bubble. I'm not going to do it to Milwaukee. Right. Or Phoenix, for that matter. Of course. Listen, when it comes to people trying to take away teams' championships and downplay them, it just means that their team didn't win it. That's all it is. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what happens in that season. If your team wins the championship, you're happy. Right. Let's be real. It don't matter what happens. As long as your team wins it, you're happy. You don't care what happened. You don't care who got hurt. 
You don't care what came into effect. You don't care if there's a bubble. You just care about the fact that your team was able to win it. So when people downplay it, it's just people saying, my team didn't win it. That's all. That's what, that reminds me of a tweet I saw that, that made me chuckle. It's kind of off topic, but it was like, uh, Lakers fans want to win every year, and um, they want everybody else to be miserable. I'm sitting there like, isn't that just a fan? Like a fan of every, like you, you don't want your team to win all the time? Yeah, that's true. But, Everybody wants their team to win it every year for sure. It don't matter who you're a fan of. I mean, unless you like a Pacer fan like me and you know your team has no chance every year, but right. it doesn't matter. Um but yeah, it was just it's just crazy how heavily Phoenix was favored. And I will admit, again, my first pick was the Suns. And it, again, it was because to me, they were the hottest team in the playoffs, for sure. I think in, nobody can deny that coming into this series. And then seeing Giannis with that injury, seeing how he hyperextended his knee, I just really didn't think that he was going to be able to play well in this series. And I really felt like that could have been all she wrote for the Bucks. And that's the only reason why I picked him. If he was 100% healthy and wasn't coming in injured, I would have said either Bucks in six or seven. But you think that the. I, I feel like, honestly, even mm. without Giannis, I think the Bucks would have been the better team. Okay. Because you got you got a guy like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday right. Drew Holiday's defense is. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say they would have been a better team, but it would have been. It would have been a more even. Actually, I can't even say that either because the Suns played well with Giannis. So, so I can't even I can't even say that either. But if you look at the teams from top to bottom, I feel like Milwaukee still had a formidable team if Giannis yeah, was one hundred percent. I'm not gonna say they would have won. I'm not gonna say that anymore because I, you think I think about the fact that this series was still so close with a guy like Giannis. But it, I think I think the uh, the Series would have still been competitive, of course. Because I because I like Look. I like um, Milwaukee's role players from top to bottom. I mean, I yeah. like Phoenix's too, but they weren't playing as well as they had been playing, and you got to factor that in too. So that's kind of true. Um, I I see that. I just once I saw the way the way that Phoenix's role players played. And I felt like they had one of the best benches in the playoffs in terms of how they were currently playing. It was hard for me not to pick them. Only because coming into this series, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday sometimes would be very up and down. And Chris Middleton would be on one game and off the next. I just felt like going into the finals, he couldn't do that. And once they got past game two, he wasn't like that. He wasn't like that at all. Well, when he was on, he was there. He was their closer. He was their Kobe. Like they was, oh, yeah, comparing, sure. they was comparing Devin Booker to Kobe. But Chris mm-hmm. Middleton was the one hitting those shots in these in this series. Those Kobe. I'm, glad, I'm glad you made you said that because that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I get the Devin Booker comparisons, but Chris Middleton and his shots, especially at the end, uh, at the end of you know those important games, definitely reminded me more of Kobe. Also, for sure. Yeah. So I'm glad somebody else said that. It wasn't enough people saying that to me. But also, do you feel like once the media really picked up on the whole Booker and Kobe narrative, that Booker kind of yeah he kind of took like, a step back? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I noticed that too. I mean, um, he did have those. He did have those two forty-point games, but they still lost. It almost right. That's what I like, mean. It almost reminds me of like when people used to say Devin Booker had empty stats. Like he'd get his stats, but the team still lose. It was almost like a regression right. in that aspect. Like you know how he dropped seventy on Boston, but they lost. Which, which is still crazy to me to this day, but go ahead. Which, which is funny because Jay Crowder was the one that was antagonizing him after that game. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was at... Hey, Jay Crowder always in Instagram comments. So, yeah, I remember that. He was like something... He said something like, I've never seen a team so happy to lose. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Um, Yeah, it's just... I don't know. They made that comparison, and then it just seemed like it hurt Phoenix. But in all actuality, it's really more about how the Bucks were able to step it up more than the Phoenix Suns really taking a step back. Because, right. yeah, their role players didn't play the best and weren't playing as well as they had played to start the playoffs. But really, the Bucks were able to find consistency on defense and offense. And to me, that's really what changed the series. Because um, in the first two games, when Phoenix came out swinging, the Bucks couldn't handle it. But yeah. for games three, four, five, and six, if Phoenix came out swinging, the Bucks were able to answer right back. And that was really something I felt like Phoenix wasn't used to for, for pretty much the entirety of the playoffs. When they came out swinging on teams like that, most likely it resulted in a win. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's how, um, that's how it had been going before the uh, the incident, the time that you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So they weren't used to that. They were used to, okay, we're coming out, hitting the shots to start the game. It's pretty much over from here. We just need to stay consistent. But the Bucks, after game two, learned how to handle that, learned how to be calm, rally, and just make the right adjustments on defense. And know the adjustments they made on defense, especially once they stopped giving the Suns their switch on, on Lopez. Once they stopped allowing that, it really changed the uh, the Suns. It really changed the way the Suns' offense flowed. Because the start, the Suns just, whoever was on Lopez, you go get a bucket. Yeah. Which was, I mean, it was messed up. But also... I mean, it was a defensive exploit. I would have attacked it too. My biggest thing was this isn't going to work for a whole series. Right. So the Suns need to find some answers elsewhere because it was only going to work in the beginning, and it did work in the beginning. But of course, the 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 Bucks were going to make an adjustment. That was obvious. That's, that's another guy I'm happy for, Brook Lopez. He's been through. He's been a, in the league a long time. Been a, been around in the league. He's. The Nets all-time leading scorer. That's a that's an interesting stat. <laughs> that that is a crazy had. stat. That is a that, crazy crazy stat. Go ahead. All the players the Nets have ever had that Brook Lopez is the leading scorer. It just it just show goes to show that players don't stay with the Nets that long. But yeah, anyway, I'm happy for Brook Lopez as well. Me too. Me too. Um. It's just it was it was a great finals. I know a lot of people thought it was going to be boring because it wasn't Nets and Lakers like a lot of people predicted. Um, I know everybody probably, wanted to a see lot of that. People probably would have hated on that too, though. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Like, listen, the, the way it goes now, if your favorite team isn't in it or your favorite player isn't in it, then you hate it. That's just how it goes with people. Your favorite team isn't in it, your favorite player isn't in it, you don't like it. That's just how it is. And you have something to say about it. Yeah, I know a but, lot of people that was enjoying seeing these underdog teams in the finals. Yeah, I'm one of them. Like it was, yeah. It was like I, I get, I get that the Suns were a heavy favorite, and again, even I picked Suns in six again because of Giannis's health concerns. But yeah, really, was, it, it was a toss up. It was like either team could really win. Like they both fought hard and went through some good teams to get here. So there's really no telling what will happen. And I'm pretty sure nobody besides Bucks fans expected the Bucks to win in six after they went down 0-2. Yeah. Like I felt like But my my thing about go them going down 0-2 is my thing about them going down 0-2 is uh they went down 0-2 on the road and then they went home to to tie the shit. Well, they, they did more than tie the series. They won the next four games. We haven't seen that done in what fifteen years since the Miami did it against Maverick. Oh, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but that's I, a good point. I, I didn't like if it was a situation like the Clippers and Mavericks this season, where the Mavericks went into L.A. and won the first two games. I would have been like, okay, maybe it's time to panic if you're Milwaukee. But no, they went. They went, and Phoenix took care of the, their business at home to protect the home court like they should do. And then right. Milwaukee went back to the crib and they protected their home court. They stole game five and won game six. So I don't really think that them going down 2-0 was that big of a deal because they were on the road doing it. And nobody mm-hmm. really beat Phoenix at home at all other than the Lakers. Who else beat Phoenix at home other than the Lakers and Milwaukee? Anybody? Did the um, I was about to say, did the Clippers get one in? Definitely won the Nuggets. They got swept. The Clippers might have gotten one in, but it was it was really tough to beat Phoenix and Phoenix this year. And that went back to the regular season, too. That wasn't just the playoffs. They were like that in the regular season, especially to me, the back half of the season. Like, I just thought maybe because of the lack of experience that their home court advantage wouldn't really matter for them. But they, they proved me wrong. Like, home court definitely mattered for them uh, in this playoff run. Absolutely. Um... But I mean, they earned it too. Like they they fought their way to get there. A lot of people were sleeping on Phoenix to start the season. Like who besides besides <laughs> being a Phoenix Suns fan? I have no. Who would have said that a team outside of one of the LA teams was making it out the West this year? I definitely didn't think Phoenix. I didn't think Phoenix was going to be a top five seed. Honestly, if you go back to our predictions, I don't think I had Phoenix higher than six or seven. Oh, I don't remember where I put Phoenix in my predictions. I probably didn't have them high either. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I don't know who really have. did. I, this is what I did say, though. I said that they would be a playoff contending team because of what Chris Paul was able to do the year before in OKC. Mm-hmm. Once he did that and made that team a playoff contending team, I was like, oh, well, then he did, that's what's going to happen with, with the Suns. I just didn't think they would be a title contending type of team yet. Yeah. Um, So for them... To make it all the way to the finals to me speaks volumes to uh, the team camaraderie, Monty Williams, and then the leadership of Chris Paul. 
Yeah, Monty Williams was a hell of a coach. Oh yeah, for sure. Monty Williams was a great coach. I would for want. Sure. I would want my child to play for Monty Williams if I ever had one. No doubt. Um, the amount of respect that he gave the Bucks after they won, and the speech he gave them was was crazy. Yeah, like he's like a he's, lot. Go ahead. He's what like high school coaches should be. Like Monty Williams would be the perfect high school or middle school coach or AAU coach. Right. Like that's like this is what the coaches like Monty Williams will be. He's a great NBA coach, but I think that if he was coaching young kids, it'd have been right in his wheelhouse. It would be. It's just that or he a college, got so much, coach, yeah, college coach. Either. That's a good point. I can see that for sure. It's just how he just shows great sportsmanship. Like he's a great leader, man. There's there's not a lot of coaches or even players that are involved in the NBA or even just staff members and assistant coaches that show as much respect as he does for opponents. Yeah. And then he had he's respected we league wide. Who doesn't respect oh, yeah. in the NBA? Oh yeah, of course. From his time in New Orleans to his time yeah. at OKC, a little bit, yeah, he's I always been, been well respected. I would have been extremely happy for Martin Williams to win that title, even probably more than Chris Paul, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'll put it to you like this: even if he doesn't win one with Phoenix, Monty Williams' time is coming. He's going to win a championship for sure. He is that caliber of a coach. Now he's gotten a taste of the, of the finals um, as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm pretty sure he was with OKC in 2012 when they made um, it. I think he was on their staff. I think he was with OKC around that time. Regardless, though, now he knows what it's like and what it takes to make it to the finals as a head coach, mm-hmm. and he's gonna want that feeling again for sure. And I want him to get that. So even if he doesn't get it with Phoenix, he's gonna get him one before he's before he's done. With basketball, he's definitely going to get one, for sure. Right. For sure, for he sure. Was, but, go ahead. He was he was in Oklahoma City from 2015 to 2016. Okay. I was a yeah. little off. <laughs> Listen, I knew he was there. He I knew, knew he, he was there, there at some point. After, yeah. after he was with New Orleans, yeah. Okay, yeah. I knew he was there at some point. I just wasn't sure if it was around the time they had gone to the finals or if it was like a little after. And it was a little after, okay. Yeah. He won he he won coach of the bubble and then went and won coach of the year in twenty twenty one. So it's pretty it's much interesting. Two, it's pretty much two coach of the well, not really coach of the year, because you can't really call the bubble a year, but because they only right. played eight games in the bowl, but he won two coaching awards in a row. Which is good. All all in the span of a few months. Um, it is well deserved. But also, you know what's crazy? Maybe Phoenix going undefeated in the bubble, going eight and zero, was giving us a preview of what this season was going to be like. Yeah, because uh, I always thought that like teams were resting and they were just kind of getting by. But look, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really watch Phoenix in the bubble last year because I was because you know there was no reason for them to be there really wasn't how do you no but there was really no reason for them to be there if you go eight and zero you still don't make the playoffs what was the reason for you to be there I mean I get, listen I get what you're saying but they were kind of excited to watch though I can't cap 
I watched the I watched their last four games and I was like, dang, like do they need to be in the playoffs, bro. Like this is crazy. Um, but that was kind of a maybe that was that was technically after seeing this season, that was kind of a preview of what was to come. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you saw what they did in this year's playoffs. No, they couldn't seal the deal and get the championship. But I mean, they they played well, played well all year. Had a lot of people sleeping on them, including me, including us, really. Because in our last episode, technically our last episode that we posted, we questioned if they were really the best team in basketball. Yeah, and I still don't think they were. Well, no, <laughs> because that was the finals, though. Shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns for making it. Maybe they'll right. be there again. Actually, let's let's go there. Do you think Phoenix will, you know, uh, be another be a contender again next season? Okay, I'm gonna be honest might, with everybody. I'm gonna be honest with everybody. After the Lakers lost because of people being hurt, after the Clippers lost because of people being hurt, and after the Nets lost because of people being hurt, and even the 76ers. Well, also, Ben Simmons didn't help either. But Joel and B had the torn meniscus. And then even the Nuggets, not having Jamal Murray. Uh, all the teams that lost because of injuries or injuries really had a hindrance on their season, I expect to play phenomenal next year. Yeah, the Warriors will be back. Yeah, that's who they'll have Clay. So, like, with a full season next season and teams doing whatever they can throughout the regular season to make sure that their star players are healthy. Um, it's going to be tough for, for the Bucks and the Suns to make it through again. Yeah, and that's another question I have. It, it really is. It's going to be tough because teams are definitely going to be looking looking for revenge on them for sure. That's another question I have. Do you think if who, which one of these teams had the better chance of making it if everybody were healthy? Were healthy? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Probably, ooh, probably, maybe, maybe the Suns only because. Well, no, I actually, I lied. Nope, because you still got the Warriors. I forget that the Warriors are gonna be back this year with Clay. Uh, I don't know. Neither <laughs> really. It or it depends on what happens. What happens in the East depends on what happens with the 76ers. But I, I don't really know. But also, you had a team like the Hawks coming through like crazy this year, so I don't know there either. I don't know yeah. if any team really really does. Um, I mean, they both have a chance, but I wouldn't really say one has more of a chance than the other. Only thing that'll tell that is when we get to that point next year. Yeah. But it's going to be extremely tough for both teams, though. But yeah, that was the finals. We're getting a little too negative right here. Shout out to both teams. They deserve Milwaukee Bucks deserve the championship. The Phoenix Suns deserve the praise that they're getting for being for getting as far as they got. Right. Especially um, when everybody doubted them, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe. Uh, hopefully, they uh, can continue their momentum and we can have as many good teams next year as we can. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, again, like you said, shout out to them. Definitely shout out to Giannis. This playoff run. I don't know how why people are trying to downplay it, but I'm never gonna forget it. I'll tell you that much. Especially not coming off of an injury like that. Again, like I said earlier, there's really not many players who can hyper extend their knee like that and then play the way he played in the finals. 
Yeah. It's just not happening. Like, he's definitely a, a freak. Like, I don't know how in the world. By the time we got the game three, he looked like normal Giannis. I really don't mm-hmm. understand how, especially with him being as hobbled as he was in game one. I was just like, wow. Like, this is... He, he hyperextended his knee. Like, we're acting like that's just a common injury. Yeah, like, you hyperextend good. your knee, you out you out for a couple weeks for sure. If, if nothing is damaged in there, you're out for a couple weeks for sure. But this, he really was able to come back in the finals and play phenomenal and have a legendary performance. Like, I'm really never going to forget that. But like you said, shout out to the Bucks. Congrats to the Bucks on winning this year. Definitely much deserved. They definitely had to fight. Like you said, there was a couple of times in this playoff run where it looked like they might not make it, but they persevered. That's what it's all about. Perseverance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Never giving up. And Giannis definitely showed this year to me how much of a leader he really is. Yep. Um, but also, since we didn't get to give release our playoff prediction episode, what I would like to do it's kind of go through and um, react to it. each round. Yeah, and, and get yeah. your reaction to it because this definitely was a weird playoff year. <laughs> yeah, let's say the least. Um, so before we get into it, I just got to say, I don't know what was up with the Hawks. I don't know what they were on this year, but that was crazy. Um, but let's get into it. So let's start, let's start in the East. First round, you had uh, Philadelphia and Washington. You you called Washington making it into the playoffs, man. Shout out to shout out to you for that. I'm so glad that they proved me right. I just had I really just had a feeling like I know that they started off the year very shaky. You had Bradley Bill dropping 40, 50, 60, and them losing. Like I get it. They started off very, very shaky. Russ was hurting a couple games. A couple of people were feeling like everything is Russ's fault. This is why they're losing. But I just had a feeling that towards the end of the year, they would grind it out and find a way to make it into the playoffs. I said, you give them a chance in the play-in, it's over there making the playoffs. Now, did I have them losing in the first round? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah. had them getting swept in the first round. Now, they lost in five. It was a gentleman's sweep. But I'm just glad that they made it. Like, for Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook to make it in their first year together, to me, speaks volumes. And now they're um, talking about splitting that first year splitting the whole, I know. I know. Trust me, we'll talk about that in another episode. I'm hoping they stick it out, though. I'm hoping they stay together because, to me, that team showed a lot of good signs of what could happen once they get the right people around Russ and Bradley Bill. A lot will yeah. change once that happens. So, um... Yeah, Philadelphia beat them in five. I kind of expected that. Again, yeah. Philly was a team that I expected to be a one or a two seed this year anyway. Yeah, you did predict that too. You called that. You called that too. So for them to be a one seed, I wasn't shocked by that by any means. And I honestly had them sweeping Washington. Yeah. Um, so then yeah. next series, we had Boston and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also went kind of like I expected. I may, I might have thought that Boston would have got another game because they got one game, correct? Yeah, they did. It was it was a gentle, it was another gentleman sweep. I'm gonna be honest, I just thought Boston would have put up more of a fight. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I would have thought they would I, um, thought, I thought they would have like I thought they would have Brooklyn would have won like four two. Boston would have got two home games at least. 
for Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn went healthy. That was a lot, man. Which we all knew they were going to be. I don't even know right. they were all way healthy this, this series, were they? Oh, I, I don't remember them having any issues this series, in that series at all. It's hard to tell Brooklyn, though. Because anybody can be out at any time for any reason, especially Kyrie Irving. True. Um, but this is the thing. Brooklyn's just a powerhouse team. Like, listen, they're a super team. I wasn't expecting Boston to beat them in seven or anything like that. But I just expected a little more of a fight. That's all. Yeah. Um, them losing in five isn't bad. But I just, I don't know. I just expected more is all. But Boston's now, it just seems like there's such a toss-up when it comes to the playoffs now. Oh, yeah. That's that's the thing about Boston. Boston is kind of weird in that way. Where they'll have one year where they'll go to the conference finals. And another year they'll lose in the first round. This year was all. This year was up and down for Boston from the beginning because you know he had Jalen Brown's injury, and they weren't playing as well as um, you would expect them to. Kimball Walker right. and that team obviously didn't mesh. They got rid of him. Right. Brad Stevens is probably tired of coaching. He, you know, he left and went to the front office. Now they got a new coach. But yeah, right. Boston was a weird. Boston had a lot going on this season. Maybe yeah, next season. Maybe next season they'll uh, come out and they'll, you know, make some more noise in that in that conference. That's but true. Next, I definitely think they're looking for revenge next season for sure. But next, the next series we had was Milwaukee and Miami. Miami. Um, I kind of depend. Well, listen, the way the Heat were this year with injuries and just yeah they, being so hit or miss, they weren't. The I, same. I thought Milwaukee would win. I just I said if the Heat were fully healthy though, and played the way they played last year, I still had the Bucks winning like in six. Yeah, I'm when, I'm in the camp that 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 the bubble helped the team a team like the Heat a, a lot last season, and not having the bubble and the other factor that you you know put in when we when we first talked about this when we first started talking about this series like literally thirty seconds ago. <laughs> so um, I think that. You know, played a role in it. I had Milwaukee winning in like six games. I didn't expect it to be uh, like this, like it was, but I had Milwaukee winning as well. Right. Um, and then to get to the most interesting series, probably in this first round, oh, yeah, uh, this is definitely the, the Hawks and Knicks. Series. Yeah, this is definitely the most hyped series in the in the um, in the play in not the playoffs in the first round, especially in the East. Right. Because of um, trash talking back and forth between the teams. Between Trae Young and like Reggie Bullock. And then the, yeah. and then the and then the crowd being hostile to Trae Young, him him telling everybody <laughs> to meet him in the A. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was a fun series. It was a fun series between two fun teams, two young fun teams. Right. Um I I must admit that when I saw this matchup I had the Knicks winning. I had the Knicks winning in seven, though. Yeah. Um, so the fact that the Hawks beat them in five was and crazy. And went on to the conference finals. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I did not expect that, bro. Like, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, first of all, I was happy that the Hawks were able to make it to the fifth seed this year. Like, I felt like they would make the playoffs, but I didn't think that they would be a fifth seed team. See, I ain't even but I also really didn't think. I feel like they probably would. I feel like they would, 
probably make the playoffs, but I just didn't have them making it to be a fifth seed. Um, I also didn't have the Knicks being a fourth seed, but it's crazy to see these two seeded so high. But it's even crazier to me that the Hawks gentlemen swept them. Like I really didn't see that happening to the Knicks at all. Yeah, I thought they were one of the most fun teams to watch this season too. I really did not see the Hawks gentlemen sweeping them. Go ahead. Yeah, Trey Young was on his game. That Haw- the whole Hawks team was on their game. They had the most impressive, other than obviously the Phoenix Suns. I, maybe you could even make a case. Never mind, because the Phoenix went all the way to the finals. But I was gonna say, <laughs> maybe I was gonna, I was gonna say that maybe you can make a case that they had the most impressive. But they went to the conference finals though, and they weren't playing hurt teams. So you can make a case for the Hawks having the more, um, the most impressive run. because you you would see. Thing is going to the finals before you see the Hawks going to the conference finals, right? Uh, yeah, I can see that for sure. So I would say that they, the Hawks, that for that reason, the Hawks had the more impressive uh, run in the playoffs. Okay, I respect. I know you know, I respect that. I respect I that for sure. I, I can I can see where you're coming with that, and I can respect it. I don't think I've really heard anybody say that, but now that you kind of explained it, I mean, I can see that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Now, for we sure. Move over, now we move over to the West with the one A matchup, which was the Utah Jazz versus the Memphis Grizzlies. I had this one kind of had me all over the place because I did not expect Memphis to beat the Warriors. I had the Warriors. My the last time y'all heard me talk, I had the Warriors winning the play in game and winning the first round matchup because I didn't think Steph Curry would go out like that. But I feel like they ran out of gas and Memphis took um, advantage of that. And they had, and they made it into the AC. And uh, the Jazz, there was another gentleman's sweep, right? They only got one game, correct? Yeah, it, uh, that to me kind of went how I expected it to go. I mean, yeah. I don't really know who had, I mean, there's probably a couple people that probably had the Grizzlies beating the Jazz, to- but. I had to be in a sweep, to be honest with you. I had the Jazz for two. I didn't have it being a sweep because I, I believe, yeah, I believe that um, John Morant would get them a couple games. It was, it was a great um, playoff run for young players. True. John Morant, Trey Young, Devin Booker. Um, right. It was a great playoff. It was a great playoff run for players like that. Giannis is in that category, but you don't just you don't think of Giannis being in that category because you know MVPs and the defensive player of the year. But yeah, but it's it was a it was a good playoff series. I mean, it was a good playoff for the young guys. I agree. Um, I'll tell you why. Donovan I had... Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell was also in that in that conversation. Yeah, I was about to say that. I'll tell you why I had uh, Utah sweeping them though. I only only reason why is because all year to me the Memphis's biggest kryptonite versus star players to me has been Dylan Brooks and his mouth. When he starts <laughs> running his mouth at star players, they lose. And I was like, but he can't help but not run his mouth. And I was like, listen, once I saw Donovan Mitchell get Paul George and Russell Westbrook up out of here, I could definitely see him getting the Memphis Grizzlies up out of here. I'm just saying. But but yeah, um, that's another reason I thought that. Uh, Memphis would get more games than they got. It's because remember, if you remember, Donovan Mitchell wasn't, you know, he wasn't 
Hundred percent. Yeah, he wasn't right. guaranteed to play at first. And he, what did he True. come back for game one? He came back um, for game one, right? Or did they not? I, come back I think one? he did. But I think, I think Memphis won game one regardless, didn't they? Memphis won game one. They might have. They yeah, might have about, coming coming off beating the Warriors. They were kind of hot, and I I did have a feeling that if they were to win a game or two, it'd be in the beginning of the series. Yeah, I it wouldn't be once the Jazz got settled. Once the, if Memphis came out swinging, which I felt like they would. I mean, they just took down the Warriors um, and made it into the playoffs through the play-in tournament. Um, I felt like any of their wins would definitely come in the beginning. Yeah, it wouldn't have been at the end um, versus a team like the Jazz. But uh, did you say that you would have that if the Warriors were to make it, like if they would have been the AC instead of the instead of the Grizzlies, didn't you say that you would have them beating that you would have had the Warriors beating the Jazz? I did. How many games do you think the Warriors would have beat the Jazz if they would have been AC? I would have think it would have went seven. You would have think seven. So? Okay. Yeah, I would have said seven. That's interesting. Yeah. I just can't remember. That. Go ahead. I just, you know, it just it's Steph Curry, man. I just believe in Steph Curry, man. That's it. Okay, I respect and then, that. And uh, like I, like I also said, like I was, I was in the camp of you got to show me before I believe in you. Remember, I said that. Yeah, you did. You gotta, I was on the last you, episode of release, right? You gotta, you gotta show me. Like the Memphis, not Memphis. Uh, Utah hadn't showed me that they can be that team yet. I mean, you can. I've seen teams get the number one seed and lose in the playoffs, get handled in the playoffs before. And I thought I would. I, I just thought that if the Warriors would have got that spot, maybe we would have saw a different result. But the next series, though. Uh, it was something. I'm gonna let you handle this one. (laughs) (laughs) It was something. Um, it was everybody. The most talked about series besides the finals. Like people talked about this series for about two weeks. Yeah, it it felt like. Why you think that? But anyway, it was the Phoenix Suns versus (laughs) the seven seed Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Phoenix won, and they won in six games. Right. Uh, one of the teams was hurt, but you know that's neither here nor there. What do you think about it? Um, that's what I'll say. Coming into this series, I said I thought first of all I thought AD was going to be fine because Bron to me was the biggest concern because he had the ankle injury. He came back, but then he had to sit again. So when mm-hmm. I saw that he had to sit again, I was like, oh okay, well he's not going to be a hundred percent going into the playoffs. But right. it seemed like because Anthony Davis had missed so much time and he kind of looked like himself coming back, I was like, okay, well, they can kind of ride Anthony Davis a little bit until Bron gets fully healthy. So I said if Bron is at least halfway healthy, but Anthony Davis is 100% healthy, I had them winning in six. I had the Lakers in six. Yeah. But, but uh, I said if Bron isn't healthy at all and can't play, then I said the Suns will win in seven. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect AD to go down in the series. Yeah, with Bron being about fifty percent, and then I also didn't expect the Lakers, the Lakers role players to be terrible. 
And then I also yeah. didn't expect Phoenix's role players to look like all stars. Yeah. There was a lot. So of to me, there was a few factors. Exactly. There was a few factors in that series that kind of changed everything. It was almost so, like Phoenix was supposed to win that series. But pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, AD kind of, game one, he kind of floated. Then game two and three, he had like 30, 30 something points and they won both games. And then game four, he went down and like that was, the rest was history. He tried to play another game, but like he couldn't. He had to, yeah. he had to leave. I can't remember which game that was. Maybe it was game five. I think it was yeah. five. I think he missed one and they lost and he came out for game five and then the first like three minutes. It was a wrap. Yeah. Um, which I had a feeling it would be. But uh no regardless though, if Phoenix decides to halfway try because the Lakers are hobbled, got a chance to lose that series. Like they saw that the Lakers were hurt. They saw that they had a chance to beat the defending champs and they did so. That's just, they handled business like they were supposed to. Right. So nothing else anybody can say. Clearly, injuries. Yes, injuries played a part in it. I also I know a lot of Phoenix fans are gonna say Chris Paul, and he was hurt. But was he really though? But we're not gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> the Suns really one and six. The Suns one and six, and then the rest is history because they ended up making it to the finals. Okay, next series. Uh, you had Denver and Portland. Going into this one. I felt as though Denver was going to win. But I thought they were going to win in seven because I knew Dane was going to go off. Yeah, He'd been going off all season, but I knew that without Jamal Murray, it was going to be a struggle for for the Nuggets, for sure. Like, it's hard to replace a player like Jamal Murray. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It don't matter how good your role players are. It's hard to replace somebody like that. So, they won in six. Um... I kind of hate it for Dame, man, because I really... He's a player that I want to see in the finals. I can't lie. Yeah. Like, yeah. after seeing somebody like Giannis make it to the finals and seeing what they could do, seeing uh, uh, Booker make it to the finals, like, I really want to see Dame in the finals, man. Like, Dame was a player that could average 50 for a finals. Yeah. I don't know about average. But in order for him... He could have 50 I think he could. But, uh, but in order games. for him to win, he has to be with the right team, though. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the biggest thing. In order for him to win, he had to be with the right team. But um, Dang. I just really hate these first round exits for Dang, bro. Yeah, and I, and considering what we got in the next series, I kind of wish it was it was Portland that won. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? That's true. Um, I don't think I don't think the outcome would have been as different, but I think the games would have been funner to watch. The guard play between Dame and CJ, CP and Devin Booker. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. I can see what you mean by that. Um, but the 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 Nuggets one and six, and that could have been the last time we see Dame in Portland. Maybe. Don't know for sure. I th- Probably I not. To be honest with you, I think he's gonna play this season, next season in Portland. I th- I think he's giving Portland one more chance. And if yeah. he loses in the first round again, I think he's done. Yeah. For sure. The next series, he, looked, he looked phenomenal in this series. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it's he had just... that game. He had that game where he, um, where he scored like 50 points almost. And CJ yeah. stepped out of bounds and it cost him the game and it like derailed everything. 
Listen, if you're having a game where an opposing player says, thank God, when you miss a shot. <laughs> Who is that, Austin Rivers? Austin Rivers, yeah. When you're having a game where an opposing player says, thank God, when you miss a shot and you were wide open, like, you, you're doing something crazy. Like, like it's – I love Dane, bro. I really need to see what he can do in the finals. Um, But he has to have the right team. That's the thing. Like, he yeah. has to have the right team. Um, we know what so the, the right team is. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Play. Okay, so for the next Play. series, you had – go ahead. Yeah, we had uh, the most interesting series in the Western Conference. We had the four or five Clippers who dodged the Lakers by losing on purpose and the Mavericks oh. <laughs> <laughs> who, won, who won the first two games on the road, which is interesting that they were able to do that. I thought that this was going to be the reason – Clippers coming back in this series was going to be the reason the Clippers won a championship when the Lakers were eliminated. I thought the Clippers, and I still think the Clippers might have, if Kawhi Leonard would have stayed healthy, they might have won a championship or at least gotten to the finals to face the Bucks if Kawhi was still healthy. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, uh, Mavericks went on, punched the Clippers in the mouth the first two games, and the Clippers responded. Paul George played great, which is good for him because, you know, the play, the pandemic P, the playoff P stuff he's been having to deal with from me included. It's um, <laughs> like it was a big, it was a big thing. So shout out to right. him playing well for the, for the first time in the playoffs in a long time. But also shout out to the Mavericks too, because Luca, Luca's a hell of a player. He's very fun to watch. Oh, for sure. Top players in the league. He just ain't have as much help. He just ain't have as much help as you wanted him to. Like Chris, like I feel like um, Tim Hardaway Jr. was his second, you know, the second person they can lean on in that series. Yeah, instead of Porzingis. Mm. Instead of of who it should have been, Porzingis. Right. But yeah, what's your thoughts? Um, That's to me, that was just another series where people overreacted. I personally had the Clippers winning the six. Um, but they won seven. Even, even after they lost the first two games at home, you thought they? Were yeah, gonna, I was. They were gonna I wasn't panicking. It was too. It's the well. First of all, I was like, it's the Clippers. Um, they are built to be a comeback team. Like they, they're built. They're built like that. They're built like that. They Tyloo. Last year they were built to be comeback on. <sighs> True. Last year they were really just too focused on the Lakers. To me, that was the issue. Anyway. Uh, I just they, I mean, they have a coach that's used to making comebacks. You got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I thought they would be just fine. I thought everybody was overreacting. I thought that uh, Dallas was just playing out of their minds, and they were playing above their normal level. And I said at one point they got to come back down to earth, and that's kind of what happened. That and Porzingis didn't really help out a whole lot either, but. That to me is really what happened, and I knew that the Clippers would wake up. And once the Clippers woke up, I said it was over. So the Clippers winning in seven instead of six for me, it wasn't really a shock. I just wasn't panicking like everybody else once they went down. That's all. But um, maybe things will change for the Mavericks now. Rick Carlisle is no longer there now. I guess Luca will get the coach that he really wants. Might get another player or two that he really wants. You never know. Things could change. They could they can make sure that this following this next season is their season. So we'll see. Um, let's get back over to the East. So then second round you have Philly and Atlanta. Uh huh. 
this was a soccer to me. I can't lie. Um, I had Philly making it this far. Definitely didn't have them losing. And I definitely didn't have them losing to Atlanta. Um, I'm still shocked by this. Like, I still can't believe this. That the Philadelphia 76ers really lost to the Atlanta Hawks in seven games. In the second round. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get over that. Especially with the year that Philly had. Like, being the one seed this year, looking good versus top teams, um, playing really well versus uh, playing really well when uh, when uh, Embiid got hurt. Like, Embiid went down, and Ben Simmons, of course, had to step up during the regular season, and that team was still playing great. They were still looking like one of the toughest teams in the league, so... I had all the confidence in the world in Philly making it to the conference finals. I definitely did not see them losing in seven games, and I definitely didn't see them losing to the Hawks. Uh Um, I'm still shocked about that to this day. Like, I'll never be able to get over that. How do you feel about this series? Um, Pretty much the same as you feel. I I didn't think the Hawks were going to make it past the first round was less to the conference finals. So that's pretty much yeah, they just got hot at the right time. And then who knows what happened in the in the conference finals if Trey Young didn't get hurt. I don't think they would have won it, but you know, they could have made it a little bit more competitive than what it was. True. Very true. Um also you know what I'm gonna give a shout out to all the players that were able to play this playoffs with injuries. So, like, Joel yeah. Embiid, James Harden. Um, of course, Giannis in the finals. Trey, when he came back. Uh, LeBron. Like, a lot of players really sacrificed their bodies this year in a short season um, to try and do what they could to help their teams win. Because he had to play with a torn meniscus in this series. And you could definitely see that it affected him a little bit. And then, of course, Ben Simmons. Uh, not helping at all. Didn't help either. Ben <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ben like was a liability on offense. Man, if honestly, if Ben Simmons is a threat to score like twelve to th- actually like thirteen to fifteen a game, along with the assists he has, it's probably a different series. Like I'm confident in probably, the Seventy yeah, Sixers going into that game seven for sure. Yeah, Even with win. Joel Embiid hobbled, not really, pro- not really, you know, confident that they will win it, but. It's just it's I a think, different series, bro. I think I think they beat the Hawks if Ben Simmons plays differently and more aggressive and more assertive than what he played. Like dude didn't even shoot. Like, yeah, he used to shoot on them. Yeah, it was it was weird. It might be the last time we see him in Philly, but oh well. Um then on to the most interesting series in my opinion in this round, the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Um, what a crazy series. This is James Harden. Hamstring really, really got to him. Kyrie goes down with the ankle injury. If Kevin Durant wears the right size shoe, <laughs> we're having a completely different conversation today. Uh, I really can't believe that this man wears a bigger size shoe because it's more comfortable. And legit, if that man wears his normal size, they might, they probably win that series. See, I didn't even know that he wore a bigger shoe than 
he actually yeah I think, it, I think he was like a 17 and a half and then he was 18 he was 18 when he plays because it's more comfortable <laughs> and this is crazy to think about like if he wears his regular shoe size like they really might win that series they might, they might that shot crazy. he hit was crazy they might be yeah that too that too that too for sure um but also the Bucks had to rally in that game also like that overtime in game seven like the Bucks had to play they all had to rally together like Brooke Lopez made a huge mistake on offense but then made up for it on defense by getting a huge block on, on KD's layup attempt and then Giannis had to be big down the stretch so did Middleton and then Drew Holiday's defense on Kevin Durant's final shot had to be phenomenal so Again, one another one of those games and series where the Bucks just never folded, and they yeah. persevered through it, and it paid off for them. So shout out to the Bucks for that. Um, I definitely say the Brooklyn Nets will be back. Like they're the only super team right now. That might the only, that might go ahead. that might have been the most obvious thing you've ever said on this podcast. Probably, but <laughs> there's some people who are there's some people who are talking about their health issues and that. That's what'll hurt them. Yeah, I'm like, all right, y'all keep playing. Fight. It's really gonna be next year. They'll be fully healthy, and it'll be a different story. But anyway, um, it was a crazy series, though, to see. Um, it's definitely a different series if if James Harden still has those hamstring issues, but Kyrie never rolls his ankle. It's a it's a different series. They probably win. It. Yeah, and like you said, they're probably champions. So I, I agree with that. Um, now back to the West. You had, yeah, we had Utah and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, go ahead. This is one where the, the stuff that I said about Utah, it kind of, um, it kind of came to fruition. Yeah, it shows itself. Yeah. Because, you know, I Rudy Gobert is a great player, two-time mm-hmm. defensive player of the year, all that type of stuff. But they hunted, they hunted that man. On defense, they hunted that man in the pick and roll, and he was too limited to. He was too limited. Like they had people like Terrence Mann out there hunting him, and he was too limited to you know, um, stick with it. Like he's a perimeter. He's a per, not perimeter. He's an interior defender, and he's limited True. in every. He's a traditional big, and like at this day and age, you got to be able to change it up. Utah mm-hmm. can't change it up, and I don't think that. Utah is going to be able to be successful in the playoffs, and they can't change up their style. And I and I saw it, and I you know I was pointing that out months months ago, and uh, it it showed itself in this series. That's a good. You know what? I I will admit you did say it months ago. Um, and like you said, it did show itself in this series. Um, I wasn't really shocked. I. Like no, as much as I was bragged on the Utah Jazz in the regular season, um, I just felt like in terms of the playoffs, I'm always probably gonna pick the Clippers over them, especially yeah. with the Clippers having Kawhi Leonard and Paul George there. Like I was always few, gonna pick the Clippers over them. There's a few teams in the in the Western Conference I'd pick over them in a playoff series. Like they can win a game. They're good. They're good for winning regular season games on any given night. But if you can zero in on trying to hunt a guy like Rudy Gobert in a pick and roll all game long, and that's all you gotta do, then you're gonna be successful against that team. I mean, it's not like they can. They have the versatility 
to take Rudy Gobert out of the game and put in another big that's more versatile because they don't have another big that's more versatile. You either got to go small or you got to have Rudy Gobert in the game. And you need Rudy Gobert in the game. Like, you can't just see Rudy Gobert. Like, mm. if they had an Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic or a big like that that can, you know, move, and then maybe not Jokic, but <laughs> but you can know, but, but you know, can move and, and get to spots on the floor to be able to defend and, you know, stick with that guy in a, in a, after a pick, then maybe we're talking about a different series. Maybe they, you know, get closer to winning the series or even win the series. But the mm. defense, the, the Jazz are a good defensive team. I can't take that away from them. But if you can pinpoint what you want to do against that team, they can be beaten. And that's, that's what I was, that's what I was saying the whole time. Like, I don't, you can't necessarily win with just that style in the NBA anymore. Good point. Good point. I like that. I like that. I agree with everything you said. Um, eventually, I think now that the Jazz have seen that a couple seasons in a row, I think that they're going to try and find. Yes, but I think they're going to they're gonna try and just find a more athletic big to put out there with Gobert. Yeah. Or to bring off the bench. So, like, let's say teams are going at Gobert. Okay, we got, I don't know who Bob, is available. Coming. It could be, but I, I like him on the Pacers, though. I need him to stay. Um, I you like him on the Pacers. <laughs> it could I'd be, like though. I like him but, on the Lakers, but, you know, hey. Hey, yeah, it's a few teams that one miles turner. But... Uh, somebody who's just who has a little better footwork on defense definitely will help them down the stretch, especially come playoff time, especially when teams are exploiting that. So that's a good point. Um, and now on to probably the most boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna spend no more than thirty seconds on this one. <laughs> the most boring series, which uh, I, you know what, coming into this series, I kind of saw it coming. Only because, again, at this point, the Phoenix Suns were hands down the hottest team in the playoffs. So them and Denver, them sweeping Denver, I, it, it was kind of obvious it was going to happen. Denver didn't have know. enough. It's a different series, though, if they got Jamal Murray. Yeah, Denver is also one of those teams that had a short offseason. And they persevered in the first round and get past the, uh, get past the Trailblazers. But then this round... Phoenix was just too much. Phoenix was hot. Phoenix was fresh. And just, you know, Phoenix did that thing, took care of business at home. They had home court advantage. So, you know, um, Phoenix took care of their business. Milwaukee, I mean, not Milwaukee. Why do I keep saying the wrong team? Uh, Denver, uh, like I said, they might have been tired. They might have been a little worn out. They were missing Jamal Murray. Will Barton had just come back from injury, wasn't he? Like, did Will Barton play in the first round? Um, I don't even remember, but to be honest, I didn't feel like he was going to have a Jamal Murray type of impact uh, oh, no, on no, this series. Not. That was supposed to have been, um, like Michael Porter Jr. who didn't show it like he's supposed to. He's not scared of no shot. He's not scared of any <laughs> shot in the world, but yeah, that's the truth. He wasn't, he just wasn't making them like that. But also it's just the Phoenix Suns are just overwhelming. I must admit they were just overwhelming in this series. On both ends of the floor, and Denver just really had no answer. Um, and it's just one of those, it's just one of those series where it's just like they were hands down the better team. Like it's not like we folded 
they were just that much better than us this series. And that's kind of what happened to Denver, in my opinion. They are also missing Jamal Murray. Um, but they just, it was nothing that they could have done. The Suns were already too hot going into that series. And they 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 were ready to just get through it and get some rest before the next one. So, um, yeah. it it kind of went how I expected it. I can't lie. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I would like to see these two teams fully healthy in the playoffs next year play each other. Oh, yeah. I want to see that matchup for sure. I want to see how that goes for sure. Um, And I think we will see it. Um, Now, to the conference finals. uh, I I really cannot believe I'm about to say this. You had the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. The Bucks, I understand. Like, I expected... First of all, I got to say that I predicted the Bucks to not be a top two seed this year. Because I said that they would stop caring about being... I felt like the last couple of years, they cared about being the one seed so bad that it affected them come playoff time. And then I said if they learn how to take a step back and just make sure their team is healthy and that they're focused when they need to be in the playoffs, that they can be a three seed and be fine. That's kind of what they did this year. So them being a three seed and being in, in the conference finals wasn't a shock. But the Atlanta Hawks... No matter what seed they are, just the fact that they made it to the conference finals is crazy to me. I don't know how they made it this far. I want to know who predicted that. Outside of you being a Hawks fan, I want to know who predicted the Atlanta Hawks to be in the conference finals this year. I told you they're ahead of schedule. They um did they took care of their business. They, you know, like I said, I feel like they had the most impressive playoff run this season. Other yeah. than obviously the champion. And yeah, maybe, and it's and maybe Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm going to be honest. The way that they played this year in the playoffs is what I would have predicted them to do the next two years. Yeah. I really didn't expect them to play this well this early. And, I mean, I expect them to be a playoff contending team. That was a given to me. But to make it to the conference finals this year? As the fifth seed is wild to me. Maybe it's something about being in the East and being in that fifth slash sixth seed area. Maybe you really got a chance to make it to the conference finals now. Because weren't, weren't the Heat the fifth seed last year? Uh, the Heat was the fifth or sixth seed. Yeah, they're probably the fifth seed. Um, so just to let you know, next year, whoever's fifth or sixth seed in the East, do not sleep on them. They'll probably make maybe, you pay. Maybe the Heat was six though, because they played the Milwaukee Bucks and went the second round, who was first. And usually the first seed gets the lower seed. I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Either, either way, if you were in that fifth or sixth seed in in the East, um, you really might make the conference finals from now on. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Bucks beat. I, I could see and predict. I know that there are a lot of people who are going to say if uh, Trey Young yeah, were, doesn't get hurt. Okay, yeah. Miami, yeah, that's what I thought. I know there are a lot of people who are going to say if Trey Young doesn't get hurt, that it's probably a different series. And it's hard to argue against that because they're not wrong. But let's just say Trey Young is healthy and it goes to a game seven, the Bucks are winning. A healthy, a healthy Bucks team. Healthy, healthy, uh, healthy Hawks team. The the Bucks are winning it, especially because I think I f- just feel like after the Bucks were able to overcome the Nets and win in that series, to me, I said that they could overcome anything. 
They were able to overcome the Nets, beat them in seven. I know it took something crazy like Kevin Durant's toe being on the line and him wearing a shoe too big. That's too big. But I just felt like once they showed perseverance and beating the Nets, that they could beat and rally against anybody. Yeah. So, um, them winning in six to me made it makes sense. Even with Trey Young going down, because Giannis also went down too, so it it makes sense. Um, now to a series that was it was actually pretty interesting, also, but also this series is probably different if the man stars out. But the Phoenix Suns and the, the Clippers. Yeah, I think this this series would have been very. I must stop doing that. We uh, we don't know. We don't know how this series would have went. <laughs> we don't know how this series would have went if Kawhi Leonard was healthy. But listen, yeah, for, how, I'll, I'll say this: for them, for Kawhi not to play at all in this series because he got hurt the series before. Because I mean, it's an ACL. You can't play on an ACL. If you got a partial tear and you play on it, it's going to get torn. It's given. That's a given. Um, yeah. So for him not to play at all this series, and for them to win in six. For them to have somebody like uh, Reggie Jackson step it up the way he did, and Paul George to play like he was playing in Indy, um, to me that shows a lot, and to me that gives me the confidence to say, "Hey, with Kawhi Leonard, they probably win this." Yeah, they it might they might even win in six with with Kawhi Leonard. So um, I know that clearly. We know injuries. The way injuries have been set up this whole season, regular season and postseason, they affected everything. But I honestly feel like I could say, with how the Clippers were able to play without Kawhi Leonard in the series, if they have Kawhi Leonard, they win it. And we're looking at a Clippers versus Bucks finals. Yeah. Which, Which is really, 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 really interesting. But see, I, I also had... For my predictions, my predictions, I clearly had the, the Lakers and Nets, right? But I said if the Lakers don't make it out of the West because of injuries, I picked the Clippers to make it. I was like, there's no way neither one of these LA teams are making it out the West. Yeah, like I, I was wrong, I, but that's just how I felt. I felt like, like both I, fully healthy, nobody's beating those two. Yeah, but neither one of them were fully healthy. So we don't we have no idea. True, so, but but like I was about to say, I thought that the Clippers were going to make it based solely on all the stuff they went through in the first couple rounds. Like going down to O at home, right. like losing to the Jazz in the first. Did they lose the first two games or just one against the Jazz? Um, it was definitely the first one because the first one was wild. Booty Gobert blocking, uh, Marcus Morris's shot in the corner was crazy. Mm-hmm. They were they that was crazy. Um, yeah, I just thought that they. It's go ahead. I just thought that since they persevered through all of that, that they were going to be, you know, able to overcome whatever. Except for that. like a, except for like a major injury, like they did, like you know, Kawhi suffered. Right, right. I, you know what? I can see that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I can see that. Um, bottom line, crazy playoffs. Crazy finals, very exciting finals, and exciting playoffs too. Just hated the injuries, bro. Yeah, the injuries this year were ridiculous. Hated it. It affected pretty much every single team. Um, right. I'm not gonna say it ruined it because we still got, we still had a champion, like you said. Still had an amazing player, uh, amazing finals. Contrary to what people thought, so injuries suck. 
of course. Um, but the playoffs weren't ruined, and neither were the finals. Nah. Playoffs are still exciting. We got, like you said earlier, we got to see a lot of young players thrive. Let us know the league is in good hands. Once mm-hmm. a lot of the stars retire, um, Trey Young is definitely an up and coming star. Yeah. Showed that he's ready for the the big stage. Showed that he can him. handle. Oh, for sure. Showed that he can handle all the pressure. I mean, going in, going into New York, having all those fans say crazy chants to him every time, boo him every time he touched the ball, him inbounding the ball on the sideline, and people trying to spit on him and saying crazy stuff to him and throwing stuff at him, and he just handled it like it was nothing. It was crazy to me. So yeah. crazy to see. Getting to see what Devin Booker, and the, what Devin Booker could do in the playoffs. Crazy. Now you know what he's gonna do every time he get he makes it to the playoffs. Um getting to see even Giannis, getting to see what Giannis can do in the finals. Now right. if we see Giannis in the finals again. We know that he can, you know, get over. Oh that. yeah. It's like it's there's probably gonna be like let's just say, I don't know, him it's it's the Bucks and the Lakers. There are gonna be so many people that are gonna be confident in the Bucks winning it based off how Giannis performed last time he was in the playoffs. Yeah, but there's not a player in the NBA that can guard Giannis as well as a guy like Anthony Davis. That's that's a that's some that's a matchup that I'd like to see. Mm. And uh, both teams can stay healthy. Who right. else in the NBA? Who else in the NBA you think can can uh, contain Giannis the way Anthony Davis could contain Giannis? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I'm gonna say he's gonna stop. I'm not gonna say he's gonna stop Giannis or anything. But Giannis Davis has yeah. potential. He's gonna listen. No, nobody is stopping any superstars in this league. You can slow them down, but you're not stopping them. though. the only yeah. thing that'll stop any of the superstars in this league is themselves. It's a myth to think that other players completely shut down other uh, superstars. Completely I mean, shut down other superstars. It you can. Really you can shut down a player for a game, but like it's not going to happen. Like the next game, they're going to make adjustments, and stuff's going to happen, and then you're probably not going to be able to do it the same way that you were able to do it last time. That's what the purpose of the seven game series is. Okay, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, regardless, though, I I missed. I could definitely miss the fans. Like yeah. fans had a huge. They played a huge role in a lot of team success this year. Especially yeah. the two teams that made it to the finals, the amount of support that the Bucks got was crazy. And then Especially. Phoenix, definitely, probably one of the most difficult places to play because of how loud their fans were every time they played at home. Mm-hmm. So happy to see fans back. Happy to see how much fans supported um, their teams this year. Happy, happy to we were able team. to make it through the year. Yeah, also, happy to, happy to see a team win a championship in front of their fans. Oh yeah, of course. We missed that. Um, hopefully, we get the same thing next year. Hopefully, next year is just a regular eighty-two game season, no craziness. Yeah, no, no craziness, injuries, no COVID, no nothing. Right, just a completely normal season next year. Hopefully, but um, oh, yeah. you got anything else to add? No, nah, we went over a half an hour in this in this episode, man. It's good to be back. That's all I got to say. Yeah, we had a lot to talk about. Again, we had episodes lined up, recorded them, had audio issues, didn't get to put them out. 
I really would have liked to get that playoff prediction out there, even though, I mean, I wasn't right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people weren't right going into this season, man. Again, a lot if of people say, really had If you say Nets you're right, you're, if you say you're right, you're either a fan of those two teams or you're lying. Right. It would be interesting though to see somebody who isn't a fan of either and actually predicted these two teams making it. I, I wonder if that happened. I mean, maybe somewhere. Like, it's a lot of people in the world. So. <laughs> that would so, be interesting. Yeah. I would want to know why they would have picked the the Suns and Bucks to make it. Yeah. But again, congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I wouldn't sleep on them for next year, even with teams like the 76ers getting healthy, the ne- the Nets getting healthy. You can't sleep on them. They've got a taste of a championship. Now they know what it takes to win one. They've overcome a lot of adversity in these playoffs. They're going to be a team that if you're up on them even 3-0, you can't sleep. But P.J. Tucker won a championship before James Harden, Clint Capella. Oh, God. Chris Paul. (laughs) All all in the same conference. No, never mind. Chris Paul's not in the same conference. Yeah, not Chris Paul, but yeah. Didn't he beat all of them? Yeah, he beat Trevor Ariza, too, because Trevor Ariza plays for the Heat. Yeah, he beat he beat every last one of them. And route to his first championship. Shout out to him as well. He's a, he's a um, player that, I, that I'm happy to see win a championship as well. But yeah, this has been another episode of the Point Guy Cast. We'll see y'all next time.